2 Thessalonians 3, verse 6 through 15. Now, we command you, brothers, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you keep away from any brother who is walking in idleness and not in accord with the tradition that you receive from us. For you yourselves know how you ought to imitate us, because we were not idle when we were with you, nor did we eat anyone's bread without paying for it. But with toil and labor, we worked day and night that we might not be a burden for any of you. It was not because we didn't have the right, but to give you in ourselves an example to imitate. For even when we were with you, we would give you this command, if anyone is not willing to work, let him not eat. For we hear that some among you walk in idleness, not busy at work, but busybodies. Now such persons we command and encourage in the Lord to do their work quietly and to earn their own living. As for you, brothers, do not grow weary in doing good. If anyone does not obey what we say in this letter, take note of that person. Have nothing to do with him, that he may be ashamed. Do not regard him as an enemy, but warn him as a brother. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Okay, Barrett. I, I kind of feel like we've stepped back into the early 20th century. Mm. Some themes that like aren't really talked about in modern Christianity. Right. Idleness and the sin of idleness. Shame. Right. I mean, this is saying, let him be ashamed. Right. Mm-hmm. When did, when, when have you heard that in today's church era? Um, mm-hmm. This necessity of work. And if they don't work, let them not eat. Um, so there's a lot going on in the passage. I don't know. What are your, what are your thoughts? I have a lot of thoughts, but Baird, I want to hear your thoughts. Yeah. I mean, I think Paul is hitting on what was kind of the central problem. You know, the Thessalonians were, had thought the day of the Lord had already come or, or was maybe like just about to come, you know? And so they were sitting around idle, basically uh, not doing anything, kind of waiting for this time and uh, kind of on cruise control or whatever. And so, uh, so he's exhorting them and, and saying, you know, kind of using this, like keep away from any brother who's walking in idleness. Um, And then he's saying that you, for you yourselves know how, how you ought to imitate us. So I always I find this very interesting that Paul sometimes through his letters will say, "Imitate me, imitate us." Um, you know, we we don't always we don't always think in that way. Well, because that's another thing that we don't talk about. Yeah. We don't talk it about that. It feels very proud. It feels yeah. very proud. It feels yeah. very boastful for me to say, "Imitate, imitate me, imitate us." But shouldn't we strive to be at a place in our walk with the Lord where we can tell others in a very humble and gracious way? You can you can do what I'm doing, and you'll be living a God honoring life through that. Well, that's the way that all of life works, anyway. I mean, how do you learn anything? You imitate someone, I right? Mean, you know, like the boys and I are playing a lot of baseball right now, and what every time I'm I'm you know when I show them how to hit, I don't just explain it to them. Right. I, I grab the bat and I say, Hey, see, watch my hips here. Watch my belly button. And I, you know, I'll say, look, do this. And so right. imitate me. And so, and that's something as simple as baseball. But, you know, if you get a career 
It's, hey, learn from this guy. Do what he does uh, in character, right? What does right. patience look like? We'll, we often say, well, this is a good character trait. This is a good character sketch of that, right? And those things are very, very helpful for us. So, yes, it, it, it's so weird to, to look at this, and we feel so awkward in this, but this is how everything works. Um, it is, and, and I, I mean, I would say, just for Christ Covenant members, Find someone that you can imitate in right. in godliness, in character, and strive to be like that person. And in hard work. So that's that's Paul's uh, point yeah. here. He's saying, like, look, we modeled hard work for you. Now this is how we want you to live. Right. Um, and I think this is very interesting, just this the sin of idleness. Um, um, you know, it's it's very interesting moment we find ourselves in Barrett. Mm. Um and a few weeks ago, we had Colin Hansen on the Sermon Talkback, and he and I talked about the kind of work ethic of the day. <clears throat> Modernity, the work ethic, the thing that you might be most afraid of is becoming a workaholic, like working too much, like finding too much identity in work. Right. It's interesting, though, that today... Um, it's it's as if people aren't really working enough. Their 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 life is pleasure, and they just kind of do the bare minimum of work, just so they can kind of feed their pleasurely lives. And obviously, like you know, Zoom and other uh, realities of work have kind of opened the door for this. Hmm. Um, that you know, you can live anywhere you want to live. You can be kind of identified less with your work and more with your leisure. And again, I think there's some good to that. Um, I mean, again, I think like pulling people away from this like hyper work, hyper identity and work, idolatry of work mentality is good, but it's almost as if it's gone too far that they've traded one idol for the other. Well, we go, we've, we've gone from like a six day work week to a five day work week. Now it's, it's kind of trendy to maybe have a four day work week, you yeah, know, and right. I could see us going to a three day work oh, week 100%. Sunday, you know. That that's like, it, it's good to work less is, right. is, is, is kind of seems to be the Right, which was obviously like not true of like 20th century America. I, I, I was telling you, I was just rereading uh, East of Eden, and they talk a lot about in that book of the sin of idleness. Mm. Um, when have you last heard someone talk about the sin of idleness? I have not. I know. I kind of feel like, oh man, as a preacher, I should be looking at this. Another thing mm. that's I think is interesting here um, is in you know verse 14, if if um, if the person doesn't listen to this, have nothing to do that they may be ashamed. Mm. Um, Paul's actually exhorting the church to like make people feel shameful. Right. Um, which again, I think we've kind of lost in our culture and, right. and it's, and it's shame for their own good. I yeah. mean, when someone is lazy and idle, um, you know, and I think, I think Christians can kind of <clears throat> say, well, I'm just thinking about the Lord or I'm just, you know, you know, I don't need to work. I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm here for community or I'm here for whatever. It, you know, Christians can kind of like find a lot of spiritual answers that just are a means of justifying laziness. Mm. And I think that is what Paul is warning against here. No, there, there, there is work to be done. Work is good. Work is part of God's creation. Um, and even in our ministries, like we work hard as unto the Lord. Um, and one of the reasons is so that we won't be a burden on other people. Well, and I think he's saying like, to your point, he's not saying shame them as a punitive measure, but as a hopefully restorative measure. Right. And I think verse 15 
you know, says that in so many words, it says, do not regard him as an enemy, but warn him as a brother. As a brother. So you're still approaching him as a brother. You always want to see brothers come back. You always want right. to see brothers restored. And so you're not treating him as an enemy, casting him out, but you're warning him as a brother in hopes that he will yeah. Uh, yeah. It's know, not turn a, from the sin of idleness. It's not a, uh, I'm better than you kind of shame. It's a like, you've got to see your sin kind of shame. Right. Um, I mean, we, I've recently been dealing with somebody who I care about deeply in this way where I've had to kind of like create some space just to say, you've got to see this sin and they have not turned back to the Lord, but it, it, it's not like, I don't, I don't feel good about that at all. It's, it's, it's heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I just think that's, it's very interesting these commands, uh, I think this is something that we definitely should take to heart. So let's work hard as unto the Lord. Let's not be burdens on people. And um, let's let's treat people as brothers. Uh, for Barrett Fisher, I'm Jason Dees. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ's Covenant. And Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for our daily rhythm.